Wayne, schwangunkjournal.com, and from listeners like you. Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Patricio Robayo. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday evening. I hope you're staying safe with all the snow. In the second half of the show, we'll be checking in with the Harmon sisters. Here, part two of our exclusive interview about the cozy holiday review that's happening this weekend at the Tustin Theater. But first... It's Friday on the local edition, and every other Friday we check in with Chris Rowley from the Shawanica Journal. This Saturday, Chris Rowley will be joining us on the Reporters Roundtable that's airing on Radio Chatskill at 10 a.m. on Saturday. So I wanted to give you a quick preview of what's in store for Saturday. For the Reporters Roundtable, we're going to take a look back at this past year and what stories has affected us most. For Chris Rowley in for the Schwankunk Journal, one of the big stories he's been working on is Cresco Labs, the medicinal facility that be growing medicinal cannabis. Here's Chris Rowley on the Reporters Roundtable. This, this this year has been uh, <clears throat> for me anyway, and for the Shanghai Journal has been in a way dominated by two stories. Uh, the first one was the um, application by Cresco Labs uh, uh, for a. Um, uh, a major uh, cannabis growing facility uh, to be set up on the old uh, Channel Masters uh, concrete slab property uh, just outside Ellenville. It's an 80-acre property that had basically sat empty for about, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. Anyway, um, and it was once upon a time the, the, the centerpiece of the local economy. Uh, very large numbers of people were employed there. So it's been sort of sad for everybody in the, in this area to watch it uh, become kind of this interesting kind of art object, which is a long flat slab of concrete with trees growing through the cracks in the slab. Uh, so it was sort of a, I don't know how you might call it, uh, art concrete, uh, art concrete amidst arbs. You know, it was it was very interesting. But anyway, Cresco came in. Uh, they came in to, uh, to, with this application for a 183,000-square-foot facility with cannabis now legal in New York State. There are two channels that these companies uh, are seeking to fill. One is the medicinal channel, which is big now, but will be the smaller one. And the other one is going to be the adult-use uh, retail channel which is just beginning to get going with the release of the first 36 uh, successful applications for um, dispensaries, which is a strange word for shops. But there we go. Cresco came in, and from the very beginning, it was clear they were super professional about this. They've done this many times before. They are uh, operate in 10 states. They have about 20, 22 uh, facilities, uh, and they know what they're doing. So um, their application was clean, clear, 
and uh, well supplied with uh, diagrams and, and, and all the information. Quite early on, it became clear they were making a mistake because they wanted to stay off the concrete slab as much as possible, which pushed their facility a corner of it over into some wetlands, which lie between that site and the uh, ShopRite Plaza, uh, which is just to the north. Uh, when they were apprised of the dangers of the DEC getting involved with that, they pulled back turned around very quickly and came back with a quickly and very well revised plan, moving the whole thing over and turning it slightly on its axis so they could get it all in on mostly on the slab and, and away from that wetlands. And uh, I think it took away, it took the breath away from some of the guys on the um, planning board because you don't really often see that kind of swift, uh, flexible a response to a potentially difficult problem. I mean, I know I have seen developers just bang their heads again and again into a brick wall on something that they could just as easily have avoided. And no, not this time. So Cresco did that, and that sped things through. Meeting by meeting, they 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 they, they surmounted uh, questions and comments and difficulties. There was a brief period when um, Hudson Riverkeeper were questioning the effluent that would come out of the plant. You know, and remember, this is this, this these people grow plants, and they don't even use soil. They they grow everything is hydroponic, uh, grows in little grow cubes and then bigger cubes and then huge cubes, and um, you know, they made they made the point that their effluent is very, very clean. So that went away too. And so they got their permission and uh, now it's uh it's they they're getting started. Uh they started by taking the old VAW um you say this word a different way. Aluminum is how you say this word. It's aluminium, guys. But anyway, uh, it's, it's an element, you know. <laughs> you know, they, they took that building, they bought that as well, and they've, they're converting that very quickly into a quick, quick starter, a starter spot, as it were, to grow cannabis for their medicinal channel because they have a number of already existing medicinal outlets down around New York City and in Long Island. So that's already happened, and we had an opening for that uh, last month that brought um, Pat Ryan, uh, a congressional uh, representative for the 19th District, uh, soon to be of the 18th District. And, uh, you know, all the all the, uh, all the, the, the the good and the strong and the powerful people were gathered in the old VAW building uh, for this this event. Uh, and the thing about Cresco Labs doing this is they're talking about 375 or so full-time positions. Um, they will have their first job fair in January, they say, for about 75 of those. This is a great opportunity for people to get in on the ground floor in a new industry for New York State, maybe have a career with Cresco Labs. It also will kick off some other interesting things, too, because uh, as you were saying earlier about the shortage of rental accommodation, where are these people going to live? You know, I mean, are they going to buy houses and homes and everything? Well, some of that will happen, but there's always going to be a, a even more demand for rental accommodation in our area. And I don't think the people working at Cresco Labs will just come from the town of Warsing or Rochester. I think they'll come from Sullivan County, uh, Orange County, everywhere, you know. So, um so that 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 moved its way through to to uh, final per, uh, permissions permits. Uh, you know, you could feel a sense in the community that something big is changing. 
which which will be the case when you get this 375 new full-time positions, which may not all just be single person in a job. It, it may be that the full-time position will actually be broken into two part-time jobs. But whatever it is, it's going to be a fairly enormous economic uh, fillip to the to the community. So there's that one. Um, and now we just wait to see, you know, when the, uh, the large yellow equipment will start to move around on that site. Uh, I think it probably will begin in the spring. Um, and the other big project that we've written about again and again, and, uh, this comes after years of pining for what was there and is now gone is the, uh, <clears throat> the revamp or complete redo of the old Neverly, uh, resort site. Uh, the Neverly in its heyday was a, one of the big, um, Borscht Belt hotels. I drew hundreds, thousands of people came here to stay at the Neverly. Uh, and many, many local people here got their first job working at the Neverly. So in comes, uh, Keith Rubenstein and, uh, the Somerset Partners Group, a financial real estate oriented group. And, um, they plan to buy the property, brought in a plan. For a luxury resort set up alongside uh, about 45 uh, high-end, high-design villas, um, plus a condominium building uh, for more of that sort of class of people and uh, some other structures, including a service building. Um, they took away the golf course. The old Neverly golf course will be gone for good. Uh, in its place, there will be a... Um, a garden uh, for uh, guests, if they want, to uh, join the, the staff in examining what they might eat that evening and, uh, you know, other such delights. Then there will also be uh, access to um, uh, Cross 52 uh, up to uh, get, getting up onto the trails, up onto uh, the ridge. And I think that the Shangam Ridge is the big uh, selling point uh, for this sort of resort. Uh, luxury travel is the province of, I don't know how many, I, I imagine it can't be that big a group, but uh, maybe a quarter of a million people in the world who can afford 5,000 to 10,000 a night to stay somewhere. Thank you so much, Chris Rowley, for that. You can hear Chris Rowley and more of Chris Rowley tomorrow on the Reporters Roundtable on Radio Chasco at 10 a.m. I'm joined not only with Chris Rollick, but also with Liam Mayo of The River Reporter and Philip Pontuso from The Times Union. And we go over some of the big stories that happened this past year. Stay tuned. Coming up, we'll be talking to the Hartman Sisters. you hear part two of my exclusive interview with the Hartman Sisters talking about the Cozy Holiday Review. Holding me back. Gravity's holding me back. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. I'm Lakshmi Singh from NPR. 
It has been a long year full of major news stories. The Supreme Court has eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion. The January 6th committee has begun to lay out what it has learned about this morning as Ukrainians face down the reality of a Russian invasion. Britain's longest serving monarch has died at the age of 96. The NPR network is here for you, and it takes all of us to make this coverage possible. Donate to the station today, and thank you. This is Rosie Starr, host of Farm and Country. The beauty of our mountains and rivers and the generosity of our hearts will light up our lives and bring us comfort and joy. From all of us here at Radio Catskill, thank you for listening. Have a safe and festive holiday season and a happy new year. Back to the local edition, news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Earlier this week, we heard part one of our exclusive interview with the Hartman sisters about their upcoming show, The Cozy Catskills Holiday Review, that is happening this weekend at the Tustin Theater. The review will feature the Hartman sisters on violin and vocals, and they'll be joined by the Ladybug Land Artist Collective based out of Constructing, New York. If you want to hear part one of this interview, visit our website or visit our podcast at WJFF, the local edition. Here's part two of our interview. Let's talk about, I guess, the upbringing, because it seems like, and you mentioned briefly a little bit, that music has always been part of your lives, and, and how did you get into music, and why the violin? That's a great question. Uh, first of all, props to our parents, Doris and Phil, um, for supporting our fledgling musical lives since the age of four. Our older brother, Leon, who might also make a special appearance, we hope, at the Tustin. Um, he started out on the violin. We went to an amazing local music school called Third Street Music School. It's in the East Village in Lower Manhattan. And um, we did the Suzuki method. And none of us were like forced to play the violin, but we just always wanted to be, we looked up to our older siblings. So we always wanted to be like them. And suddenly we were three fiddlers. And um yeah, we had both of our parents uh, come from rich backgrounds in arts, not necessarily just music, but film and dance and um, community activism and photography and writing and uh, hospitality, restaurant stuff. So we were really lucky to grow up in this like incredibly vibrant community of artists as children. And we, <laughs> we like were very familiar with like, burlesque and all these other kinds of alternative um, modes of performance art. And we had a lot of exposure to that in our, in our life. And now this is kind of like the culmination of all that, which is really fun. Um, so yeah, just, just, I think growing up in the community that we did and. Uh, Camila, you know, you 
mentioned before in the beginning, Odetta, you mentioned in the beginning about the different musical interests you do have. Yeah, you not only perform together, but you also perform as solo artists, right? So we do both. Um, we have spent many years sort of on different paths pursuing our own projects. Odetta has been all around the world um, under her own name. And I have a project under my name as well, but we both work with a lot of other artists in the past year. So we've cultivated the Hartman sisters as a sort of add-on package deal <laughs> for different artists. And that's how we got close with the Felice brothers um, we've played with them this year and it's super fun when we have chances to do that. We both just were on tour with an artist called Skull Crusher, who we recorded with and played at Newport Folk Festival with this summer. Um, but yeah, we, we are chameleons and we take many different shapes and play many different styles. Um, and put together bands for events and, um, you know, recording sessions where we try to do as many different things as we can and have a lot of fun doing it. So is this the first time you're sort of putting this package together, this, this, this holiday review in this format? We were supposed to do it last year and we're so excited, but we, I, <laughs> I did a version of the show in Brooklyn um, with a lot of the same musicians and the day after the show in Brooklyn, I tested positive for COVID. So <laughs> we had to cancel the show three days before it happened. So you better believe we're staying masked and doing our best to stay healthy and safe this year. Um, we are, you know, hoping for the best and feeling very optimistic and cheerful and festive. And it, it feels like, you know, we've been waiting our whole lives to do this holiday special at the Tustin Theater, it just, it feels so great that we're finally going to make it onto that stage. Christmas was lonely in 2020. We didn't know how long it would be. Without ceremony, we were only wishing Maybe. 
for special Cozy Catskills Holiday Review on Saturday, December 17th, 6 p.m. and Sunday, December 18th at 1 o'clock p.m. Saturday night, leave your kids at home. Sunday, bring the whole family for some Christmas cheer, songs you know and love, and laughs with friends from the Sullivan County community. And the Ladybug Entertainers. We hope to see you there. Tickets are available on the DVAA website. Yeah, you know, being, being performers, being musicians, you know, COVID hit. I mean, I spoke to many artists, uh, you know, things, life just sort of stopped. Uh, you know, some people can do work from home. You guys were able to do some stuff. From, I, you mentioned earlier to virtual. But how was that like for you? How was that like, uh, you know, having not to perform anymore and, and sort of be secluded at home? Uh, it was really tough. And actually, I just got home at uh, 9 a.m. this morning off a of red eye from L.A. from my first tour back since the pandemic and it was pretty incredible to be back out on the road um right before 2020 i was touring for almost two years so um i definitely was totally committed to the lifestyle and you know it's amazing to have the opportunity to travel the world and play music and connect with people and um it was definitely difficult to to shift gears, um, the silver lining that we tried to see, um, through that kind of like quarantine isolation was actually, we were upstate, we were in Sullivan County and we were together and that kind of created the space and the time for us to develop more of a musical collaboration and, um, and along with Evan, who is going to be in the show, he was quarantined with us and it afforded us the opportunity to invest our time into our, our life and our community in Sullivan County in Coshecton Center. And that has blossomed now into a project called Ladybug Land. And that is kind of the encompassing umbrella that the ladybug entertainers falls within um it is a physical space of course the land the magical land of ladybug land um and it is a burgeoning arts community um and we're hosting artist retreats and we're bringing people up to southern county from all kinds of different places and um providing this uh yeah this this place and this community to kind of nurture these different creative projects. Um, so as difficult as it was, um, to kind of shift away from our touring, performing lives as musicians, it has, uh, created a new pathway and we're really excited to share that with the community and to continue, um, developing this, this space. I guess that's some of a, somewhat of a silver lining. You able to have this time that normally wouldn't happen with the pandemic to be able to sort of be retrospective and sort of come together and, and learn how to play together again and sort of, you know, dream up cozy Catskills holiday review. Let's talk about the ladybug land. You, I see there was a fundraiser to purchase a place in Coshecta center. And I, I believe that's what, that's where the headquarters of ladybug land is. Yeah. We, we did a Indiegogo campaign shortly after we got, the house and, um, raise some money to help us get going with 
demolition and the sort of restoration process. Um, so we've spent the last year and a couple of months doing that and making plans and talking to specialists and, um, you know, people in our community about what this space should look like. And it's been really inspiring to, you know, just see it all happening with the support of a, a large community. And again, it's like not just with musicians in mind, but we talk to our friends who are contractors and builders and carpenters and um, artists, other kinds of studio artists, playwrights, you know, all kinds of people and asking what they want this space to to look like and what will best serve the people in our community. Um, both, you know, locally and, and from the city. So it's been really uh, a very positive development for us. And we are ready. We spent last winter doing a lot of the interior work when it was like one degree outside. And <laughs> we're very excited to get back to that. Um, once it's snowy outside and there's not much other yard work to do. It is a seven bedroom Victorian boarding house, uh, with a lot of history from the 18, about the 1860s. So, um, that has been such an incredible project for us to learn about the history of the area and to like go down and dig in the archives. And, um, it's, yeah, it's a massive project and we probably will have to do some more fundraising. So if any listeners are interested in, uh, getting involved or learning more about that project, um, you can follow us at Ladybug Land on Instagram and Ladybug dot land. And um, you can follow along for a lot of like the restoration and the renovation progress. And um, a lot of our other discoveries are getting posted there. You know, we're finding when we were uh, clearing out some of the the debris from the house, we found letters that were tucked behind mantles that were dated to the 1800s. And there's just all these treasures that we're uncovering. Um, so we're eager to continue connecting with local friends and neighbors. So kind of piece together the story of who lived here and how do these communities develop? And, um, you know, how can we bring these traditions back into the future? And honor and honor the history. It's been such an amazing like crash course on Sullivan County history. And our mom has always been interested and has collected all kinds of, you know, uh, pamphlets and things about the area. And so we're sort of keeping up with that and learning so much more and having so much like direct access to, you know, the, some of the original structures we found, we have a blanket that has a bunch of historical buildings from Kishakin Center on it. We've had it since 1994. And a few months ago, our friend John Stone pointed out that the house that we just bought is, in, is on this blanket. So it's literally, uh, you know, a historic home. And we feel really lucky and honored to be the caretakers to bring it into its next life. Yeah. You're bringing, you're repurposing this home and you're, giving it new life with this new, uh, with the ladybug land and, and the music and all the performers and the artists that are coming, you know, was going to walk to those doors again. So the cozy Catskill review is happening this weekend. The Hartman sisters are going to be there with ladybug lands and all the cast of characters, uh, Odetta and Camila, before we go, is there anything else I have not touched on? Do you want listeners to know about, or how can folks follow you on social media or, or any kind of website? Well, you can 
look us up individually and hear our recorded music on the internet. I'm Camelia Hartman. And I'm Odetta Hartman. And together we're the Hartman sisters, also searchable on the internet. But we are mostly just so excited to meet some new people at the Tustin Theater next weekend and join in the festive holiday spirit with our neighbors and friends and many new friends, I hope. So we hope to see you there. Just happy holidays and stay safe and stay warm. And yeah, we look forward to to being together. We were talking to the Hartman sisters about the cozy Catskills holiday review that's happening this weekend. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that does it for the local edition. We'll be back on Monday talking to John and Deborah Conway about the Sullivan County celebration for Independence Day. You've been listening to the local edition. I've been your host, Patrice Rabao. Have a good night, Lucy. The Hartman sisters recorded a special jingle just for WJFF Radio Catskills. Stay safe, everyone. Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming to WGFF. Radio Catskill supporters include Grizzly Bagels, small batch handmade New York style bagels in Calicoon, New York. Available for pre-order, in-person pickup, or shipping within New York State. Grizzlybagels.com From the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, riverreporter.com. And from listeners like you who donate at wjffradio.org. You're listening to Radio Catskill. WJFF Jeffersonville. W233AH Monticello.